Hello, landing page optimization listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash. Next time you browse through iTunes or the Google Play Store on your smartphone, make sure to land on and download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Listen to new episodes of LPO every Monday or catch up on all the interviews featuring me speaking with the best and brightest conversion thought leaders of today. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile apps in the iTunes Store or via Google Play today. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, my guest is... Ferris Al-Halud, uh, the CEO and founder of Enor. Uh, Ferris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tim. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, you, know, you, you were recently uh, a speaker at, at our um, conversion conference uh, in uh, our, the first one we ever had in Florida. What, what did you think of the experience? Yeah, it, was, it was amazing. Uh, actually, we lived in Florida for a while, so it was great to be back in Florida and then also great to, uh, to be at the conference and meet some, some thought leaders and and just be there, network with the, with the, with peers, and, and and learn a couple of things along the way. Yeah, so um, I uh, I know you run you know, Enor, and uh, for those of you that are not familiar with it, can you kind of give us a capsule summary of what you guys do and uh, and the kind of clients you work with? Absolutely, we're web analytics and a digital marketing optimization firm. Basically, we help you make better decisions based on data. Uh, we are a Google Analytics certified partner. Uh, one of the few uh, worldwide, and we help organizations of all sizes, from startups to Fortune 500, uh, in planning, implementation, training, consulting, anything to do with with web data and uh, web analytics data and, and analytics in general. Okay, so helping them install analytics, helping them set up the proper reports and dashboards, um, and but do you actually beyond that when you say? Kind of helping them make better decisions with data. Tell me more about maybe give me a flavor with a couple of examples of uh, what you might do with clients and how they're going to measure your performance. Absolutely, yeah. So in addition to their reporting, you know, helping clients find insights and making sense out of all of that data that sometimes could be overwhelming, and also you know making recommendation and acting on that data. So for example, if you have if you're running uh, three different um, campaigns. Uh, let's say there's a fall campaign, and you're running things on on banner and a banner display campaign, an email campaign. You're doing some paid search. A lot of times, people just have no idea where traffic is coming from and what campaign is performing, what campaign is underperforming. So we can we can provide that visibility. And not only that, especially these days with all of us using um, you know multiple devices, you know, at, m- taking us a lot of clicks and a lot of touches before we convert giving that overview and, and that uh, understanding across the campaigns, across the channels, what's contributing to that conversion. So we help in all areas. Well, well, it's interesting. Most um, analytics consultancies are there to essentially, um, you know, like I said, set things up and, and get the reporting up and running. But it, I mean, it seems like you kind of span into the conversion and optimization space. I've, I've spoken to my good friend, Jim Stern, who runs eMetrics, and I've uh, complained that a lot of times analytics firms 
uh, or people using analytics in general are looking in the rear view mirror at stuff that's already happened. How do you translate that information or those insights into actionable changes on the site? What kind of recommendations are you making? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to, you know, you have to really measure what matters most to the business. Obviously, if it's an e-commerce site, we want to look at sales, but we want to take it beyond just reporting on, on the conversion rate. You know, are there issues in, in the shopping cart funnel? Um, are there issues in maybe the product, um, the product pages, the category pages? You know, looking at things like beyond just bounce rates, you know, segmenting your audience, your, your buyers versus your non-buyers, your repeat customers versus your non-repeat customers. So really getting a better understanding of, of your users and their behavior and then providing the, the business, the marketing managers, the, the uh, opt Optimization specialists providing them with the data to make them make that better decision when they're they want to make changes to 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 issue areas on the site. Okay, but what, but uh, so are you actively making those recommendations of what to change, or are you just pointing out where the problem areas are? Um, yeah, we find that we find that so, so we work with the clients at, at, at the beginning. You know, understand what matters most to the business, right? Then a reporting framework around it to report on it and then that's when we, we can find issues right and then we make recommendations and then we complement the web analytics data uh, a lot of times it's not just the data you also want to get maybe some voice of customer uh, qualitative data you want to also maybe uh, uh, speak with, uh, with with the stakeholders and and then with that maybe come up with a new mock-up for the landing page or maybe come up with a more efficient way to to do a checkout on the page or maybe just a better form on an, in a B2B environment. You know, so you, you have to really not just produce the report. I mean, we can puke reports all day long. Okay, so well, yeah, I, I also just heard you say something interesting, which I never thought I'd hear to come out of the mouth of a web analytics uh, person, which is that sounds like you're blending in insights from qualitative sources as well. In other words, it's not just... Uh, reading the the tea leaves or the reports or the objective stuff. Um, tell me how you kind of integrate uh, information from qualitative sources. Uh, definitely, we're working with a uh, with a Fortune 500 high tech um, you know B two B type customer, and they're launching a new product, right? So we in web analytics data will give you okay how many visits you know people bounced or they didn't bounce, but it doesn't answer the what. So we, you know, we, we can say what happened, but you know, why did some? Sorry, it, it tells us what happened, but it doesn't tell us why certain things happened. So we understand that this page is really getting a high bounce rate. We can make our own assumptions, but you know, we can complement that that our own gut feels and assumptions with what customers might be really looking for. So putting a a a, a Qualaru or putting any of these tools out there, uh, you know. Uh, and, and getting that, that voice of customer into the mix is sort of, you know, it, it gives you a rea- reality check and it, it, co- it could validate or it could, uh, you know, give you a stronger signal than maybe uh, that you would have with, with web analytics data by itself. Let's get into some concrete examples of that. So, for example, uh, let, let's talk about a specific client you have and um, you've discovered that they have a problem and then talk about how you'd get to the why of what happened. Uh, the, you just use a, a recent example that, uh, with sure. the Sure. So, so we found on this one specific area of the site, a number of pages around one product, uh, there's a high, high, high bounce rate. I mean, a lot of visit people coming in, and, and then we segmented by, by, by new visitors. 
or by mm-hmm. repeat visitors, right? So let's take it. People who come to the site again and again, they come to this section and then it's a, a higher than, than we like in terms of bounce rate. People are leaving. So we're not sure why. Um, was it the page load time? Was it the design was just awful? Uh, was it that people are not finding what they're looking for? So we put that survey, um, you know, and it was simple. You know, what was the purpose of your visit? And then mm-hmm. did you accomplish what you're looking for? And if not, tell us why. And, you know, we let it run for a few weeks. We got enough, you know, enough data points. And so what's the- enough? Well, let me stop you for a sec. What's, what's enough data points? And when you're doing qualitative stuff like this, how many survey responses are you typically looking for is kind of at the lower end? I mean, we're not looking for, you know, like, you know, depending on the size of the site and depending on the traffic, but, you know, whatever we can get. So in that, in that case, we got about, you know, 200 responses uh, okay. for that right. specific section right. of the site. So it, it was manageable. It wasn't, you know, tens of thousands of rows of data. And then one of the key insights is that people, and this was repeat visitor, visitors, that they mm-hmm. couldn't find how to upgrade. I mean, to me, this is crazy, right? It's an opportunity to upsell. People right. are happy coming and they want to decide they cannot upgrade, right? And that was immediately, I mean, that was super actionable. It went, you know, it pulled up to the top and the change occurred. And, and you know, we have a new landing page within a few days and then we're seeing, you know, an impact on, on, the, on the bottom line. So that was okay. So there's, so there's a software or software company or uh, technology company, and uh, these were repeat visitors. And it sounds like already existing clients, in fact, and they couldn't actually figure out how to upgrade. Exactly, they couldn't. There was a little. I mean, there was the link was not too obvious. It wasn't too hidden either. But it just we thought, and you know, site owners and, and consultants, you know, you know the site very well. So a lot right. of these things just. Yeah, you ignore them or you just it doesn't occur to you. But when, you know, a number of customers and, and when, and we did sort, you know, we, we I think in terms of analytics and, and, you know, it's all about segmentation. It's about, you know, personas. It's about, you know, aggregates doesn't, you know, aggregates really don't tell us a good story. So when we looked at repeat visitors who were coming to this section of the site and asked them specific questions, it was, it was very, actually, it was very helpful, very insightful and, and very actionable. Okay, so that's uh, one thing that you can do is once you've found the broken parts of the site, and that's easy to do with analytics, like for high bounce rates or, or uh, you know, non-completion of a certain process, then you can just kind of uh, slap a survey on top of just that portion of a site. So it's not one of those annoying, you show up on the homepage and two seconds later you get a pop-up says, would you be willing to answer a survey after you leave, you know, that that's too invasive but you're saying very specific parts of the site that you're trying to diagnose that's the place to do it right absolutely i think this is where you know a lot of times we focus on technology all of us i think and analysts too like there's all this this feature uh, this product or this solution has all these features it's a lot of it you know you don't need just the expensive solution you need to put you know there's people and there's process just not technology right and think about what question am i trying to answer what all right well this works yeah and I want to explore this uh, some more. Unfortunately, we are up on our first commercial break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. SCS Chicago 2012 returns to the Hyatt Regency in Chicago, November 12th through the 16th. Experience three days of breakout sessions, meet the expert roundtables, workshops, on-site training from the Click Z Academy, and more. Join us for SCS Chicago 2012, November 12th to the 16th. Log on to SCSconference.com and register today. That's SCSconference.com. 
Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization, only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today I'm continuing my conversation with Ferris from Enor. Uh, Ferris, before the break, we had talked about uh, not just deploying tools or technology for its own sake, but really starting with the visitor's intention and doing some kind of more targeted um, interventions with technology to understand their intent. Is that basically the approach? Uh, absolutely, yes. Uh, and so, uh, if so, one thing you you talked about was surveying. You, you basically directly ask them why. Are you a proponent of any kind of tools where you just watch their behavior? Because one of the things that that we've seen over and over again is if you have a talk out loud protocol or surveys, people are trying to access their conscious mind, but that's not really how we make decisions, is it? Uh, yes, and you know, in terms of tools, you know, Tim, it's really a lot of times we get stuck on you know, I'm I'm a Google Analytics. You know, certified partner, and I focus on Google Analytics. And 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 Google Analytics is great, and it's, it's amazing, and it provides you a lot of data, and you can get a lot of insights. But that's not sufficient. That's just one aspect of understanding. You know, the business understanding our users and, and what they're looking to do. You know, on on our site. So using like. Um, um, you know, we said earlier that the survey was a customer uh, watching what people do on the site. I mean, give you a good example on on one of our landing pages. And here in the office, we had almost had a, a fight over lunch on what the button should look like and what color and how prominent it should be. Then we went and you know sent uh, used um, what's that surface called user test, I think, and just mm-hmm. and got got some additional input. You know, somebody who is not very familiar with our business. But they, we, we got some, you know, people couldn't find specific things that we thought it was very obvious. So I think le- knowing, knowing what tools to use when is really important uh, because then you can apply that. Yeah, so um, it, it's really the, the way to uh, think about it is that uh, you know, no matter what, if, if we're just uh, making assumptions, one of the things that, that you said is uh, 
we're, we're not really walking in the shoes of an uninformed, uncaring user. I always like to kind of frame the conversation for anybody's website visitors that we should look for them or think of them as lazy, stupid, and distracted. <laughs> and that's probably a good – now, I don't mean that literally. Uh, I mean, they're probably smart folks, but in an attention economy, it's very difficult to get people to, to pay attention. So if you know, things rely on reading, for example, or if the visual emphasis is too subtle, then sometimes it doesn't even break through to our awareness, much less getting us to act on it. Would you agree with that? Uh, 100% agree. You just got to make it very simple for the user to find what they're looking for. Uh, you, know, le- you know, remove any distractions, any, anything that's just going to make it difficult for them to, to do that one action that, that you want them to do. That's right. And that's one of the reasons we actually came out with our Attention Wizard software. Uh, initially, it was just a tool for us in-house to uh, kind of get rid of visual distractions. You know, you can upload um, a picture or, or a screenshot of your page, and then you see what people are looking at, in effect, during the first few seconds of their visit. We're predicting where eye tracking would take you. Uh, and, and it was exactly for that reason. And it's just, if you want me to push the button, but you have some flashing banner ad next to it, guess which one I'm going to pay attention to? So it's getting rid of that and stripping away clutter. Can you talk about that as kind of a theme um, of getting rid of distractions and what you found distractions to be in some examples? Right. And, and again, web analytics, do, uh, web analytics data, is, it, it can point, help you pinpoint these, these trouble, you know, these really uh, offenders, right? Um, and and you can look at at a page, for example, even a flow of, of you know of a process. You're going from you want you want people to go through a funnel, for example, right? So I, I would definitely look, make sure you, your web analytics data is intact in and is is dependable to help you find where the problem area is. And then once you know what to focus on, then leverage you know maybe an expert eye or maybe uh, a survey tool or or maybe a heat map tool to help you understand what's going on on that section or that of that page or that page you know within within a process on the site yeah we're actually going to be launching shortly i'm hoping by the end of the year a new website called conversion ninja toolbox um, and i talk about this it's a topic of uh some presentations i do that's going to have all of these you know conversion enhancement technologies as well as these diagnostic tools and you know we're big fans of uh companies like clicktail and user testing and uh, things that can get you quick, actionable data. Um, I think you're right. The important questions are to answer are the why and not the what. I mean, the what's fairly straightforward, right? It is straightforward, but also, I mean, to give to give credit to the web analytics area, you know, a lot of times you want to, you know, segmentation is big. Uh, not all visitors are equal. Uh, you know, you want to really, and I think web analytics is really strong. You know, done right, it's very strong in that area. I want to understand. We have a, a portal in, a, for, in the education space. So you have instructors, you have students, you have administrators. So if I just report or I do a user test or if I do a voice of customer survey on, on all these users, I'm going to get just mixed reviews and mixed input. And it's just not going to be very insightful. If I then segment my users, let me look at my instructors. They have different needs, different wants, different wishes and ask them the specific questions relevant to them, I think that's much better. And same thing with students, right? So, so that concept of segmentation, I think, is very powerful in, in web analytics. And it also, when you build on, on those segments, you, you build your voice of customer surveys, you build your user testing, then you're really zooming in on, 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 on that segment of the population, and then you can provide them with, with that 
content or those products that, that uh, will entice them to, to convert. Okay, well, but yeah, I just want to clarify too. I mean, segmentation is a, is a general term. It means just kind of to drill down or look at subsets of your data. But uh, what you're really talking about ideally is you want to be relevant to each of the roles or, or you know, different types of people showing up on your site, right? So they have to, if they self-select and identify based on a role, am I a wholesale buyer or a retail buyer or am I a return customer so I'm going to log in versus a new customer who's just going to go straight to checkout? Um, those are – that's what makes it interesting is yeah, yes. clo- getting closer to my intent and what I'm trying to accomplish and who I am. C- correct. So there are a lot of native – uh, segmentation capabilities in a lot of the tools. Uh, you can segment by city, by country, return, you know, new versus return visitors. You know, all that is, you know, campaign, all that is native to the tools. I think what, what most, and we see this with, with a lot of our customers, what takes more effort and more thinking, right, not just the technical part, but just understanding, you know, the visitor types, right? Now, if you can marry that, you can cross-segment that visitor type by the visit intent, I think you're, you're really zooming in on, on exactly what, what visitors are looking for. So I might be coming here to buy. I might be coming here with an intent to maybe just to research. I need to come here to just uh, maybe do some comparative, you know, shopping. So and you can you can do that by by you know tracking different things on on the side on the pages, based, you know, to, to help you find that intent. But understanding your visitors and the type of visits will help you zoom in. On, um, on on the intent, and then you can you can provide better better content to your users. Okay, well let, let let's explore that after we come back from this this next break. Um, it seems like uh, it wouldn't be that easy to divine someone's intent uh, when they show up on your site. So, but uh, but also after we come back from the break, uh, you know, I, uh, you have a a dark and checkered past. No, just kidding. Um, but I understand <laughs> you're you're. Uh, you're a kick-ass martial artist. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to find out why you shouldn't mess with Ferris, especially on his day off. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com. It's good to be king. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. 
Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And uh, before the break, Ferris, uh, I had alluded to the fact that you had a bit of martial arts training. Can you uh, tell us about that? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, actually, I've uh, been doing it on and off for a while since I was little, uh, but recently, in the last few years, um, I've been pretty disciplined and been um, training in Aikido to Japanese, um, uh, def- uh, Japanese martial art. Yeah, and it's, it has an unusual genesis. It was actually, you know, founded in in the twenties and thirties, and uh, kind of in the modern era, you could say. And uh, has the founder had some very distinctive uh, philosophical viewpoints on things. I mean, in the era of the atomic bomb, it's no longer about who can hit hardest or first, right? Right, right. There's a lot about about harmony, about you know taking you know seeing that attacker coming your way, you sort of blend in and and don't respond, you know, respond to force. With force, but you know, so it's a lot, a lot of harmony involved in the art. Yeah, yeah. I think the founder originally um, spent several years in in China at one point. This it reminds me very much of some of the Chinese internal arts. I'm sure he was influenced uh, by things like uh, Tai Chi and Xingyi yes. and Bagua. Because uh, I see elements of that. I studied Tai Chi actually uh, for several years myself, and fenced in college. So. So, Good for yeah, you should, on the martial should, arts side. <laughs> we should we should do a demo at the next conference, Tim. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you know, the one thing I know about you Aikido guys, though, is that you're not actually allowed to do sparring or fighting demonstrations, right? Uh, well, just, it's just to kind of get, get the audience interested in the art. That, that's about it. <laughs> right, just, but just in the dojo, you're not actually allowed to, to enter, you know, to, to go and fight and mix martial arts or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Now, we were talking about, okay, so you know, one of the things I want to key in on, very much in line with the way that we approach um, conversion rate optimization is this notion of finding the right, you know, getting the right people uh, through the right tasks in the right order. And so we've talked a little bit about roles and tasks and matching their intent. But, okay, so how do you identify the person that just showed up and what class or segment to even put them in right so it could be if it's action based so if somebody comes in and log in right so we can we can associate that login maybe they're a member they're a premium member or maybe they are just a visitor um if you have someone where um uh maybe if it's an e-commerce site uh, we had a customer and they really wanted to understand the behavior of returning you know people who bought more than three times from them so when you come in and log in or you add to cart and you're about to check out, we can 
get a signal back from the back end, you know, from the back end system and say, okay, here's, you know, this is a third time buyer and then we can segment on it. So depending on the business model, but anytime you have, you have a, um, you know, a user, a, like an authenticated action login specifically, they can, you can, you can do a lot in terms of segmentation. Okay, but also it can be more subtle than that. I mean, basically, you can just ask them to raise their hand. So when they get to a website and you say, you know, um, are you uh, a a wholesale buyer or are you, you know, coming to our plumbing supply company or are you just here to fix your toilet? I mean, and, and take them down a different path because they have completely different concerns and needs. You should be doing that, in other words, as part of your information architecture and navigation, sure. right? Absolutely, and then also, and you can infer in terms of in terms of what content they're consuming, right? For example, we had a client with with, and they're hiring a lot. They're a huge career section, so so you can, you know, you, you can infer that people who are going to the career section are really not your customers, right? Maybe they're competitors, but they're not customers. And so you can look at that, and and just one comment: we just uh, we had this. Uh, we just came back from the Google Analytics Partner Summit in Mountain View, and I know you've been to some of those, Tim, before. Yep, yep. And, we were and the, an authorized consultant for a Google Website Optimizer back when that still existed. Exactly, and the big announcement, the huge announcement back on, on it was on Monday, the, the new analytics out of Google is called Universal Analytics. Uh, and one of the key components of it, so it's not just web analytics anymore, it's universal. You know, we want to track things, you know, even offline. But one of the key components of universal analytics is is moving the industry, actually, moving beyond the session-based, you know, to a visitor-based uh, measurement. So today, mm-hmm. I, I come to your site today, I come to you tomorrow. It's all these desperate, you know, sessions and visits are not connected. So we want to move to more of a, uh, this visitor, not, not keeping the the privacy all, you know, in, in place. We're not going to collect any PII, but we want to understand as a visitor, they came in. Oh, PII, let's not throw any acronyms around. you got to clarify that. Sorry, so no, no personally identifying information. You know, we're not going to track that Tim Ash came to my site. Are we going to want to know that someone who's interested in martial arts, for example, came and, and watched a demo and then downloaded a brochure on the second visit, and then on the third visit, they converted, right? So right, and that seems to be where the the, the uh, marketing automation folks are playing, the, the Eloquas, Marketos, and Fusionsofts of the world, depending on what company size you're talking about. Um, you know, they're, they're very much about everything from which emails you open to whether you called our toll-free number, you know, what you downloaded, what forms you filled out. You basically have a 360-degree view of your history with them, and then you can lead score people and, and or understand their intent and put them in different buckets. That's right. kind and of that's, what you're talking about. Absolutely. And now that, that's available in Google Analytics. And not only that, but we can also, we can now import data from offline uh, sources. So if I have maybe a catalog that I send through direct mail and I have specific attributes about maybe a, a segment of my visitors, I can now import that into Google Analytics. And, um, you know, you have a lot of us now visit this, you know, the web. We go online through mobile, you know, through my phone, then through my iPad, then I go online, you know, on my wife's computer, then I go to work on my laptop. So me, Ferris, I'm probably, I, I, I'm probably uh, viewed as four different visitors on your site, whereas I'm just me, right? So yeah. moving towards this visitor level tracking and, and measurement is just going to give marketers a whole lot more insight and just much more meaningful data. Right, so that's so that's again kind of uh, the holy grail is is one to one personalized marketing, and it's much more effective when we combine knowledge of the person's behavior on the site 
with third-party data that we pull in from um, you know, various kinds of data pen companies, which gives us you know demographic and psychographic information, and then also pulling in data from your marketing automation system or CRM. When you combine all that and can on the fly change the site experience, that's when it really gets exciting. I would say. Oh, absolutely, and you know a lot, a lot of us we're obsessed with conversion rates, which is good. But I'll tell you, in a lot of situations, you don't want to optimize on conversion rate only. You want to optimize on maybe qualified leads. You want to optimize on, on sales. You want to optimize on maybe high-ticket item sales, right? And a lot of that data, the qualified leads data, the high-ticket item, you know, they, that's not in the web. That's not maybe on your mobile app. It's in the back-end system. And tying these two data sources together, it's going to be huge for us in terms of, you know, optimizing on, on what really matters to the business. All right. Well, unfortunately, it's almost like a cliffhanger. That's where the exciting stuff is. But uh, listeners, you've wasted a perfectly good half hour of your day listening to us babble on and on. Hopefully, you got a little something out of it. Uh, Ferris, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Please uh, let our folks know how they can reach out and contact you or if you're going to be speaking at any upcoming events. Uh, sure, my, my pleasure, and thanks again for having me, Tim. Uh, you can feel free to email me at uh, Ferris, F E R A S, at enor.com, e hyphen enor.com. Check out our blog at enor slash blog. I'll be at the eMetrics conference in April here in the city. Also, be at the Google Analytics User Conference in, in, in San Francisco as well around April, and probably in, in a couple other conferences between now and then as well. All right, well, fantastic. Thanks again, loyal listeners, and we'll see you next time on LPO, Landing Page Optimization. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.